You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. Folks, as April now will slowly become May, remember J.K.L. Engineering, what a treat. If you're going to be inside, and we are for the next couple of months, why not have nice, comfortable central air in your home? J.K.L. Engineering, they can make it happen. Call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600, J.K.L. Engineering. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, it's still pretty chilly out in the heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. They're energy efficient. They're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you say no gas, guess what? No problem. J.K.L. Engineering can design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Now, it heats in the winter, keeps you nice and cool in the summertime. These units are so efficient. It can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer. As I said, licensed both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 53 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian Certified Factory Dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL at 401-351-7600. They'll do it right the first time. JKL Engineering, Central Air, it's a game changer for your home. You want to make sure, whether it's your cooling system, heating system, working as efficiently as possible, jkl engineering the original the best 401-351-7600 it's john DePietro on am 1380 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com this portion of the segment is brought to you by jkl engineering folks let's bring her on she is one of my siblings massachusetts communication consultant donna perry and uh, dj let's start at the top we're um just nationwide, we are starting to see some of these protesters. And this really started to stem from, obviously, people are upset about being cooped up. But this really started to kick an emotion when President Trump was tweeting out to liberate certain states, uh, even though, in fact, you know, you, you're working with the governors to try to keep things. And it's really up to the governors to decide when they're now apparently going to reopen their states I'd like to get your thoughts, and, and uh, we, we are seeing more of these protests of these people uh, where they're jumping out, and there was a big one in Pennsylvania as well yesterday. Yes, and, and good to be with you again, J.D. Um, I, I think what we're now seeing is this thing is past the beginning stage. We know we're not at the end, but we are definitely now in the middle of you know this whole emergency uh, situation, and I think what that means is the original prescription of stay home um, has kind of worn its course. And I think you're seeing the limits of stay home as the main directive for the public. Um, And you absolutely are. And I think that's just going to build. Um, And by the way, I I do think um, you can say Trump has, you know, (laughs) kind of gassed up the flames, but I, I think partly it, his own frustration is kind of, co, you know, also boils over with the public's 
frustration. And I think, unfortunately, there are some on the left who want to make this that it's just um, sort of a political prank. That is really a misreading of it. I think the unrest is real. I think, you know, the economic collapse uh, feeling that people have is is real and it's very vivid to them, J.D. They don't need to read statistics of what is happening to the economy like it's an abstract thing. They, they know, you know, they might say I'm furloughed uh, in my family or my spouse and I or someone is laid off. Uh, we run a small business. It's collapsing. It might not be here by, you know, six months from now. So I think the protests are real. I think it is tied in with um, you know, some of the pushback that there are individual governors that are making what does seem, and I would agree with Trump on this. I think especially, you know, when you go to the Michigan governor or whatever, we can talk about that. But I think you're seeing some of these almost, um, they're counterproductive measures in some cases that governors are taking, whether it's they don't want people to be outside, like in nature, and I just think the uh, there are limits to stay home, stay safe. And that's the only answer that we have for the public who has not been, and they're lucky for them, you know, infected by this terrible virus. You know, let's stay with the Michigan example, because that is someone who, Governor Whitner, when she first came out, she seemed to be really demonstrating, you know, good composure. But th- this thing now has gotten out of control because I don't blame the people in Michigan when she enacts, you can't go to your lake house uh, or summer home, whatever, that may be mm-hmm. just, you know, 30, 40 minutes away. You can go out in the lake, but you can't go on a motorboat. You can't buy seed. Um, you can be in a kayak or a canoe. Then she was saying, well, because of the protesters, now it makes extend even further, which starts to reek almost. It reminds me of when, you know, you and I were at St. Paul's School and the nuns sometimes would say, because someone, you know, wasn't paying attention, now we're going to. Punish the, the whole, whole class. class. The whole class yeah. gets punished. Right. And, and you are seeing where th- there's a little bit, and, and I think you're right, rightfully so, some element of anarchy and also kind of making up the rules as they go along. A perfect example before I get your reaction, but it even took reporters trying to question Governor Raimondo. Like, let me get this straight. If you live in East Providence and you shop in Seekonk, which is on your doorstep, yeah. you're then supposed to quarantine for two weeks like some of it it may sound good but none of it makes sense right ridiculous impractical and also shows and i think this goes to whitmer etc jd i i think it also shows a lot of the governors really do not fully have their arms around like the science of this i mean the idea that you know you cross you'd cross state lines with what would be a very similar population not to you know i'm not an epidemiologist but you know they're reading too much into that if someone drives 17 minutes because in new england these little borders are very tiny you know that that's not like a real change of their location you're not quote bringing something from another state uh i do think romando had to push back get, got push, push back on that she has looked sometimes uh, a little panicky and an overreach, but I think the Michigan governor, especially, um, has has. And again, I will agree on Trump with Trump on this. She has looked in over her head. Yes. I don't know her background. She came up from the ranks. I think they, you know, thought she's very telegenic and you know she's kind of attractive and she's fine if there is a situation where everything's fine. I guess, but she's looked in over her head. She also has a state 
and I think this has become clear through the development of the virus, John. She has a state where you have an inner city core, very hard hit. That's Detroit. Then you have, it's a large state. It has a lot of nicer uh, rural areas and all this stuff. And, and when you talk about people, you know, it's a lakes, Great Lakes state. Um, and then you have all of that where they're not seeing the epidemic really. So that, and I think this is um, kind of a struggle you're seeing by a lot of governors. Our states, not in New England, but other states, they're large. They have very different um, parts of them. And so if you have like the epidemic runs wild through an urban area, but then they live in another part of it, the, the people are rightfully, they're not seeing the need for almost this kind of panicked set of directives. And, and I just think um, as we're going to head into May and the summer and warmer weather, the idea that you should block people from what would be a healthy outside activity, like gardening in your own yard, when I think she was blocking, you couldn't buy gardening tools or something in, in the Walmarts out in Michigan. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I think it's, it's counterproductive to what they're trying to do. You know, you, you can't just say people are not eight years old. Right. And you can't just say, stay in your den, you know, like hide under the couch. I mean, that's it has been stunning to me, J.D., actually, yeah. all of this. And in, in here we are in our country in the year 2020 and we have a global pandemic. And the two word answer is stay home. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you look at it, that's really been the initial set of, of uh, directives. So that has limits. And boy, you're, you're going to see that now. Let's look on the, um, before we come back local, and again, folks, um, good afternoon. It's John DePietro speaking with Massachusetts Communication Consultant Donna Perry. Let's look on the, um, on the national front. Uh, has, you know, a, a big thing apparently um, was, was Vice President Biden getting the endorsement from former President Obama. But I think uh, the Biden campaign, I want to hear your thought, but they're really struggling. Simply to me, part of it is they're not sure how to inject him into the debate. His appearances are very, very short, and he, he has a tough time getting through them. He, he does struggle, and this, to me, does not seem like someone top of the game, ready to become the president. I couldn't agree more, and, you know, he's quickly become what, what you don't ever want in politics. It's almost like a punchline guy, you know? I mean, it's like, oh, there's Biden, you know, in his basement, um, I, I agree. I think it is uh, an unprecedented public health emergency. Obviously, I think then it is difficult. They don't know where to find their footing, his team, you know, like the, I think the ads are so a lot more cautious in terms of taking shots at Trump than they, you know, might have been, you know, because obviously it would look inappropriate if they were, you know, going, you know, full, full teeth after him. So, they, they don't know how to find their footing. Um, but I also think at this stage when, you know, his whether it's his um, YouTube ads or, you know, remarks and stuff, he doesn't look that in command. Um, he, he really is a very senior looking guy at this point in his career. I don't think that's, you know, being mean. He just is J.D. And I think so when. I, and I think there's a subliminal thing about that. If he looks kind of feeble and, you know, he does, and we're at a point of this like really dangerous uh, epidemic is around the public, 
I think there's a subliminal thing. If you're the public, you might think, wow, you know, that guy, he looks like he could get it, you know, and I don't mean to be mean, but I think there is kind of that sort of um, problem for him. He doesn't look in a contrast is the obvious, like an Andrew Cuomo, who, who kind of speaks more like a general in command at the, you know, at the army. That's right. Um, so I think that's really uh, the optics are very much a problem for Biden. Um, and maybe we'll talk about this, but I will say, I think you're seeing the obvious strategy by the National Democrats is uh, mail-in ballots. And that's right. a whole separate issue. And well, boy, they, and, they see that. And we're going to touch on that, folks. Again, it's John DePietro. Our segment is DePietro Debate. With me is one of my siblings, Massachusetts communication consultant, Donna Perry. It's all ahead next. Uh, coming up, we are going to talk about that and a lot more, the future of the Rhode Island economy on the John DePietro Show. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant safe solution Wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash. Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead. Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment, free estimate, 401-617-2585. And look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294-2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil since 1947. What a Rhode Island success story. Folks, call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil. It's Carmine, it's Lori. As I said, since 1947, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service, 
for contracted regular customers. They have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential and commercial fuel oil delivery. Go with a local company that you can support and depend on. Henry Oil in 1947. It was Carmine Henry DeSanto. Delivered that fuel oil with a single truck operation from his gas station on Manton Avenue in Providence. And now the tradition continues. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, serving Rhode Island and parts of Mass since 1947. Call my friends at Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. You can also, as I mentioned, check out their website. It's henryoil.com, henryoil.com. Take advantage of the lock and cap pricing or the oil burner service and installation or their automatic delivery or their budget plans, full-service fuel company that you can depend on, Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, online at henryoil.com. It's John DePietro, weekdays. Folks, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, our segment, DePietro Debate with Massachusetts communication consultant Donna Perry. Uh, DJ, right before the break, you started to touch on it, and this is really going to be a battle, and you are starting to see it. Now, number one, I, I, like a lot of people, I am very fearful of this talk of the mail-in ballots. And on a national front, this seems far too coordinated to just seem as a convenience. It, it reeks a little bit of a real blatant attempt to somehow try to uh, steal or influence elections. Oh, no doubt. John, they, they have wanted this for on and off for a very long time. The National Democratic Party um, over the years, that's how they used they years ago when I worked in Washington, they pushed motor voter. You know, they wanted you to be instantly almost in the Democratic Party when you got a license. And, you know, they, they have had schemes over the years. But I think so. But this is going to be very, very tricky for the national election. And I, I do think so. I mean, I think um, the the problem with this is, is coordinated. You're seeing now locally, just in Massachusetts, you, uh, no surprise, you have Rep. Joe Kennedy, who thinks he's going to go grab the, the family Senate seat next year. And, um, and Becca Roche, who is a real progressive that we don't like around here. And they have co-sponsored a bill, for instance, they, they want to, this is what's going to happen. So they're trying to put a bill in the local, in the, you know, in the general, um, in the um, assembly, uh, the legislature in Boston. So they want to say just for the 2020 election and, you know, for reasons of the pandemic, all cities and towns have to be ready to stage mail-in ballot, um, you know, system for the fall elections, both the primary and the general. Um, and, And that language has already been cobbled together. So what you know that is that is this language they've already, you know, lawyered it up, worked it out. And you'll see that going across the country. Um, and they want these emergency passage by state legislatures to say that doesn't mean 100 percent mail in ballot from a little bit that I have followed and read about it so far. 
But what it's obviously leaning toward is to encourage that towns get ready to do that. And I think, uh, to your point, there are huge, <laughs> huge opportunities, uh, despite what the, a lot of the national media ever says, for fraud in that, John. We know that. Right. There is problems in ID control. We know that. Um, you would then not have uh, a photo ID visual person. You're the voter. You're the person you say you are. Uh, I mean, let's face it. They, they, I think they see that, not Biden. They see that as the only way to kind of like limp Biden into the White House. So I think it's, um, it's very concerning. The problem is, as this thing now we, you know, May to June in the summer, you know, what does the response to the virus look like? Um, and, and what does, what role does social distancing, keeping all those laws on the books for the coming months, I do see a little bit, is that connected to making sure that by the fall, think about it, if you say six feet distance, yep. that really makes polling places yes. job very difficult yes and much longer lines right we just start to play in the narrative and it's tough to look outside when people say you know a lot of times the president's being accused of politics but that certainly can go both ways and one of the areas i want to touch on and again folks good afternoon it's sean DePietro. we'll speak with donna perry massachusetts communication consultant um, let's just look at locally. I mean, I thought this was very dramatic on Sunday night. Vice President Mike Pence listed Rhode Island as a state that we had seen the surge kind of come and go. Now that the Raimondo people did not release the Raimondo administration. They had not released their their model. They withheld that for a long time. And then on Thursday, they finally did. And it was very, very dramatic with thousands of deaths and going to need thousands of uh, hospital beds. And the vice president said Rhode Island had seen the surge. You have at the daily briefing yesterday, they reported there had been five deaths. And again, that's sad, but five deaths at nursing homes. The number of people hospitalized was down, number of people discharged. But was a little unsettling was Governor Mundo was asked about the vice president's comments and said, oh, I didn't see that or I don't know about that. Now, how is it possible Donna yeah, Perry, right. that on a Sunday night at seven o'clock, the vice president mentions your state? It's now 1.30 on Monday afternoon. You either have a very incompetent staff or you're trying to deflect the Republican Party. What do you think of the Rhode Island Republican Party now raising the issue? Why are we going to give the convention center $4 million when, by all accounts, it would seem that maybe we did already have the surge and we're on the downward slope? Well, absolutely. And I, I applaud them and I applaud Sue Sienke, who's very hardworking. She's right on it in, in that point. Uh, so two quick things there. First of all, I think it's very disingenuous for Governor Raimondo to say she's not aware of Pence's remarks. John, they are, like you say, they're 24-7 monitoring everything about this. Um, I think that was like a little bit of a political dodge by her. You know, she doesn't like to have, you know, Mike Pence and her in the same sentence as much as she can help it. Right. I mean, and I, I think that's kind of um, now in that kind of a smaller instance, she, you know, it's like, just do the people's business. He is the vice president. He had, he heads up the task force. He's working hard for your state. So, you know, that, that, that's a little bit of, I would call that's a passive aggressive way to diss him a little bit, maybe, you know, mm. so I don't think that's appropriate. Um, I also, uh, I've taken note of that, of what has gone on with the convention center. I, I'll tell you how I read that. 
that is nothing but, and that is really inappropriate for her to have pulled out $4 million. That's taxpayers' money. He, no, no, I, I, I need to correct that. She has, and there's no reason you would know this other than they, I did specifically ask about it. Yeah. And she did say it, it is money from FEMA. However, you're not wrong. It is taxpayer money. Ultimately, it does come out of the, the So it is fund. out of the FEMA It budget. is out of FEMA. That's what they've said. That's what they have said. Well, that's. That's true, and that that's part of supposed to be part of recovery money. But I also think that seemed inappropriate when, to your point, well, FEMA money needs to go in a lot of directions around yes. Rhode Island. So yes. I I think that in however they maneuvered that, that is a way to help the balance sheet of the out of state management company that really runs that. I mean, they know they're looking at an empty facility for maybe. A long time, right? I yeah. mean, a lot of a convention centers. So I'm glad to hear that that was uh, not some side like budgetary maneuver at the last minute. That obviously Mattiello is very connected to that to the convention center, and someone didn't just greenlight it. Um, but FEMA money is is goes to the state. Four million is four million, and that's right. Um, I just think it's unnecessary, and like you say, that that was a, it looked a little bit of a slippery way to go hand them that. So you know what that is to give them a little bit of an operating budget. None of them are going to have revenue. You know, we know that. So that, that's, they're, re- they're really not Donna Perry. If you were to give some advice to the Rhode Island Republican party, now this is, they're in a tough bind. Susie this is a time you want to start to announce some of your slate of candidates. You have the filing deadline coming up in June. Um, and then, you know, it's tough to go out and recruit people. It's tough to get them, to run for office, who knows what their professional situation is, their personal situation is. Yeah. This obviously is not a good climate for going door to door. One of the, uh, the fallouts of this certainly seems to be um, that it's, it's incredible for the incumbents because people just have not been paying attention. I think it's going to be tough for anyone locally now to get any type of traction. But is there any, any area that you've seen that maybe they could uh, issue some pointed criticisms, very specific criticism to try to uh, gain traction or gain some ground? You know, they are in a really difficult box. There's no question um, when you can't get people even out there or maybe even interested. Um, but I think a couple, of, a couple of things that need to be a little bit exposed um, is it, it, I have found the rapid... Um, you know, deterioration or the rapid use of a lot of the small business funds that came into every state governed by the SBA. And then there was the Goldman Sachs, which the state has that relationship. Well, I believe that was 10 million that vanished in one day. I think, um, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. However, um, I, I think it should be somewhat explored of, uh, are there sitting incumbents in the General Assembly? Uh, many, as we know in Rhode Island, are sort of sole proprietor lawyers. They're like, I'm employed and I employ myself and, and here's my, quote, firm. Now, J.D., there's been a lot of you know speculation about how a lot of those loans, how they were made, who was able to get at the front of the line when you go state by state. So, um, you know, I, I think there could be a real question about that. Is it appropriate for someone who's serving in public service to mm. have gotten a loan and to say the only thing you had to qualify is to say, so if you're the guy and you're the lawyer and you don't like lay off yourself <laughs> and you got a $200 million loan, that's kind of how that 
is turning out that that's how that PPP program has kind of been rolled out. Um, I think that's one thing to watch. I'm not saying, you know, someone inappropriately did it, but I think there's some, there's some stuff there that I think is something for Susanki to keep track of. And I, I also think they're just going to have to go full bore social media day and night. Um, you know, whether it's zoom discussions with a candidate, I think that could be, you know, Zoom or whatever platform you want. But I think they're going to have to do, you know, unfortunately, they're going to have to do a lot of virtual reach out. Yes. And at least and that's a way to help people talk about issues. I think the um, the extremes of the stay at home measures are actually good fodder for, you know, campaign trail, uh, virtual campaign trail um, information. I think people do see some extremes. They feel like, Hey, what happened to main street? And we, I want to talk about this when we get to it, but you know, the big box stores are thriving, raking in the profits, um, beyond the obvious grocery stores. And I think, you know, there are some, a lot of points of unfairness in how this is now, now, not in back in February, but now that we're getting to three months into it, I think there are points where you could get, the public behind a challenger. Um, And I think they could set up a whole say, you know, the virtual campaign trail, make it fun, make it different. And, and again, John, I think you have to train people that way because if we're going to have a lot of mail-in balloting, you almost have to train them for this cycle that it's going to be this virtual campaign trail and maybe a mail-in ballot. And and they got to do their homework to be sure Mm. that they have the right list. We're going to, um, touch on that folks and a lot more right here uh, with Donna Perry on the John DePietro show. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson propane. Now listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, and it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. They are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies, they fill Blue Rhino, and they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129, 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call Phil, 401-621-8129. Now is the time to stock up. It's drive-in, no wait, propane filling station. They'll fill up your tank. Now is the time. You want to make sure. You don't know what's going to happen. And if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And again, right, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop.
Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at Innovast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. you got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local aka sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. You're trying to run your business. Listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company, MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. Again, weekdays, remember, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Uh, with me is uh, Donna Perry, Massachusetts Communication Consultant. Let's just touch on, uh, there's a very disturbing story in this morning's Boston Globe about Let's face it, Twin River has really uh, helped keep the state afloat. Casinos, uh, they are not geared for people. Most of the time, people are elbow to elbow at these slot machines. They can't Mm. open. Donna Perry, the Rhode Island economy, it's one thing what it looks like now, but what is it going to look like six months to a year from now? You know, a state like Rhode Island um, is almost worse positioned to weather something like this. And I, and I, feel terrible to to say that jd but you know whether you look at what is whether it is the casinos which are you know that's a physical facility and for that to be the state's third largest pot of of revenue and the other one is you know income tax revenue um i i think unfortunately the state has you know really just gone in fits and starts over the years to generate um real sustainable economic, you know, sectors. We've talked about this a lot in the past that, um, you know, the 195 land, J.D., we're over a decade past that. You know, where did that take off? It just didn't. So there's a lot of games that went on about things like that. And um, I think you have a couple of things that could make Rhode Island be really in a very, very deep setback recession. Um, I, I mean, I also think there's major... They're going to have major empty space. If we thought it was bad now in downtown Providence, I mean, there oh. is speculation like a mall like that may not 
come back. Reopen. Um, I believe we saw in the last 24 hours a giant like Neiman Marcus has filed yes. for bankruptcy. That's right. Um, it's no Macy's is going out. I mean, that's not a secret that they may not be in there, but that's a big Warwick. And I think those Warwick, you know, uh, when you talk about around the state, I mean, you're going to have empty, empty big boxes like all over the place. Um, it, it's just not good. And, and Rhode Island has one of the highest percentage of, you know, elderly. And, and it's just so tragic for families. And a lot of the elderly, unfortunately, have either succumbed to this virus. Um, people have gotten very, very sick. So I, I think it's just going to be a very tough road ahead. Never mind the college sector in Rhode yes, Island, you know, that's right. um, sadly, some of the smaller ones, um, whatever. I mean, you, we can see them happening all over New England in Boston and Vermont. I mean, you, you're going to see a, just a real, um, you know, cutback on a lot of those things the state counts on for their engine. But you know what? They, they have to look to what is going to be, where's the future growth. Um, I will say one thing about when there are larger office facilities that uh, some people are talking about just quickly, and that is the idea in the new social distance era, the wider floor plan could come back because, That's true. you know, um, I mean, there's even I've seen something say, could this be the return of the office, the cubby, you know, the cubicle? I mean, they went to these big open you know, no cubicles, floor plan seating. And I wonder that that will really be challenged now. Um, you have that. But at the same time, actually, you're seeing more companies saying, why do we need to lease all this office space if people can work virtually from home? Telecommuting is, is yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Rhode Island has been not keeping pace to apparently they're even now training some of their state more of their state workforce to work from home. But that should have been done before. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I want to circle back to and again, folks, it's Shonda Petra with uh, Donna Perry. But I want to circle back to uh, Vice President Biden was asked in a CNN town hall meeting, would he still stay with he had said during the debate with Bernie Sanders, he would choose a female VP. So the problem with that is and he's saying, absolutely, I would. And that's what our administration is going to look like. Um do you think that is something that the Biden people must must feel that they have to do, even though, you know, we've kind of touched on is the desire to try to beat the president stronger. But do you think that ultimately that could almost be his undoing? Because there are so much some obvious choices of politicians that have really emerged from this incredibly popular. But when you say, no, it has to be a female candidate, you've, you've limited the field. I, I agree. And I don't, by the way, think that he has to do that, you know, but that's that's very much the sort of progressive, you know, thing that's in his head and they, you know, and they they're going to demand it. You know what, J.D., this pandemic has changed all those kind of dynamics, in my view. Yeah. That was six months ago that they right. would demand it, you know, December or November or January. That that's not going to play out when, when you're going through this. They have to pivot. And I do think you're right. I think they have to pick someone that the public says, um, if something happened to Biden, that person right there becomes the president. That's what a VP is when you have a certainly an elder statesman like a Biden. Um, and I think it's a very real consideration. 
Um, and, and it's maybe people are more conscious of that because we are in this, you know, episode of a pandemic that can certainly strike people in their later 70s, you know. So I'm just saying whoever they pick that there has to be that sensibility with the public look at that. And I don't think it has to be a female well, um, he's saying it will. He did say that during the debate with uh, Bernie Sanders. He was, as I said, I, I agree with you, but I think something also, and I recognize everyone says you vote at the top of the ticket, but Vice President Mike Pence, this has really been uh, an opportunity that he has. He has embraced. His popularity has gone up. His approval rating has gone up. When you see him at those White House press briefings that are really something you've never, we've never witnessed before. Yeah. Um and and he is composed. He is organized. He is on the phone with all those governors. He is someone to me that is really set in motion that you're going to see people saying Pence should be the president in 2024. Oh, absolutely. He has. And I'm glad for him. He has been able to distinguish himself. Uh, you're right. And that is very hard to do against a bigger than life you know, figure like a Donald Trump. And, and I think he has distinguished himself. He has, you know. I, I think what you're seeing is maybe they Trump, some people maybe have underestimated how important that his Pence's sort of, you know, lower profile kind of manner that he has, has become a real asset to Trump, a huge asset to Trump in this moment, because he seems to iron out when there's friction with the governors. And Trump makes reference to that a little bit at these briefings. And he says, oh, Mike's a nicer guy than me, more or less, is what he's saying, you know. And I think he has shown, uh, you know, really that they have done, John, you know, just unbelievable amount of work. It's a seven day a week. 24-7, ever changing, running the country. And one thing, lastly, I wanted to say about the president is Jonathan, Jonathan Carl of ABC News. He has a new book out. I'm going to have him as a guest called Front Row with the Trump Show. And you see him sitting right there in front row of ABC. And one thing he said that I think was really interesting was he's saying a lot of people, as much as some people are knocking the president at what has become these must-see TV uh, events of the White House press briefing, he said he can knock it over the access as a reporter that he has to the president of the United States. When this thing first started, uh, you know, there was talk amongst the White House correspondents that Certainly, you're not going to have the president. As you know, that room is not that big. That stage is not big. You're not going to have everyone crammed in there. He is right there answering the questions. I think they even mentioned that if you go back to the time of Clinton and the monarch Lewinsky, the press, they went months without seeing the president of the United States. And he would send his uh, press person, you know, out there um, to try to deal with it. So that is something that it's, it's not lost on the reporters. This is actually unprecedented access that they have each night, not to the White House press person, but to the president himself. It, it is. I mean, it would have been like in a different era, like they would stand in there talking to FDR yes. you know, every day. Um, and, you know, as they felt like the world was collapsing around them. You're right. And I mean, I think, you know, good or bad, and we know he has made definitely mistakes, definitely indelicate remarks. But you got to say, and I think Trump ever, ever aware of the stage, ever aware of that. He knows the public and they are cooped inside, by the way, that they're watching. So they're seeing all this, the good and the bad, but they see him mix it up. And I think the public, I want to just say quickly on that, J.D., they are seeing the the politics of the pandemic, in my view, are becoming more obvious. Um, Good point. 
And I think um, someone who I don't always agree with, but Bill Maher, when he tweeted out something last week and he talked about, you know, guys, could you calm down with the, you know, apocalyptic yes. headlines every day? Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought that was. was needed to be said. And and to your point, I think a lot of what Trump is communicating is I, I think it's important that it again, we're a couple of months in now. We're not at the beginning. Everyone was terrified. I think, sadly, with J.D., we have seen the trend lines of who is most susceptible and who's not. It's true. And for different reasons, obviously, diabetes, people, obesity. I'm sorry. That's a health threat to it, anyone. It, I think everyone is looking forward to the reopen. Folks, she is yeah. Massachusetts communication consultant. Donna Perry, DJ, great job, and we will talk to you again. Great to Remember, for your business... Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, Mega truck and trailer repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Mega truck and trailer repair. FHWA inspections or an Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company, call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Sole Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Sole, S-O-L-E, like the sole of your shoe, Sole Source Restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, Sole Source Restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need. As far as residential, is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family, for your friends, for yourself? Sole Source Restoration, same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. We spoke with Mike Seepy of Sole Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Sole Source Restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, 
we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Soul Source Restoration. And again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with Soul Source Restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company, certainly in Rhode Island right now, but the way I understand it, I've heard it, you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have. We utilize CDC-approved hospital-grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers. These microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens. You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike Seepy, Soul Service Restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with Soul Source Restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC-approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus soul source restoration call them today home or business 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for rhode island massachusetts and connecticut again look for them online soulsourcerestoration.com you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until two non-stop coverage pandemic worldwide the coronavirus hits Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You can listen live at the website. If you ever miss any coverage at the website at the top, click on radio show. You can listen. Follow me on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's John DePietro Show. And as always, you can email me, john at dipietro.com. Much more ahead. Pandemic coverage on the John DePietro Show. <laughs>